it's not technically beer o'clock because it's sort of 17.28 on a Wednesday? Wednesday. Apparently technically beer o'clock is 5.48 every day. Every day? Yeah, there's, there's been some scientific work done around Some, that, that so, somewhere, seriously, <laughs> seriously, somewhere there, there, there is a study being done that is 5.48. So the average clocking off time, 5, 5.15, yeah. that gives you what, 10 minutes to get, 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 get geared together, and then you're off down the road to the local boozer, yeah. 5.48 first 5.48, round. great. First bearing, beer o'clock. <laughs> so, so why is beer o'clock 6 o'clock, not 5.48? <laughs> because um, we, we started before we found the 5.48 <laughs> fact out, and... Because most of our stuff is, um, especially the stuff that promotes the podcast, uh, it's all pre-scheduled on Hootsuite. Ah, you can't do 548. You, you can do you can do 545 or 550. So, Neither of those are beer o'clock. No, well, no, it's it's in the middle of the, the two of them. So no, we've we've stuck with six o'clock. Six o'clock. So um, so beer hunt. Let's start with with the you. The you on the Twitter sphere. Yes. Where did that come from? As a name. Um. It. Uh, it was an evolution of a number of things. Um, there was a previous name uh, which misbehaved, um, <laughs> so it needed to get changed um, to, to the new name, and it was just, um, I, I don't know, it was just a, a combination of my love for beer and no love for dogs whatsoever. Oh, it, was, it, was, it was just... Um, what's, what's your... Uh your least favourite dog? My, my least, uh, all of them. Just <laughs> an omni dog. I'm not a fan of dogs. I can hate dogs. Yeah. Um, so I think originally I was probably going for for beer hound, but right. I, I imagine somebody already had that. So Maybe. so I went I went for beer hound. It is typical. Yeah. All these people taking all the good names. I know. I know. If you weren't there at the beginning, you you were out straight away. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was I was on Twitter in 2007 when it launched that sort of thing, but I didn't utilise it to any relevant effect. Yeah. And I ended up deleting my old accounts, and now. They would have been really useful. Exactly. All those people that there at the start that snapped up things like Boots and Sainsbury's <laughs> and then and then sold them back to them. They're just sitting back now in their mansions, yeah, probably, laughing it up, aren't they? Know, they're thinking this is it. Yeah. And what's next? <laughs> yeah. Let's watch watch for the next big thing and buy all the names up from all there. The names. Yeah. Just, just all of them, really. Yeah. I mean, Boots and Sainsbury's good examples of names of large that of, corporate uh, yeah. organisations who now have official boots. Yeah. Twitter.com forward slash boots. I imagine yes. other. Chemists are available. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, beer o'clock show. We've, we've, we've worked out the six o'clock element. So, we, you launch your um, podcast 6 pm Fridays. Yes. Which is the international uh, beer o'clock, you'd say. Friday night. Reckon, yeah, as, I mean, as dictated by us. Oh, yeah, right. It's, it's, it's beer, a regime. It is, it is. It's, 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 beer, it's not beer o'clock until we say so. Oh. And until our podcast sound. is out, it's not beer o'clock. People can't start drinking. It's good to have a system. Yeah. You know, if you don't have systems, what happens? It's just well, carnage. Try to impose it on others as well. So. And technically, it's always it's always six o'clock somewhere. It's always six o'clock somewhere. Always six o'clock. Yeah. So technically, for us, our time our time is coming. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's as a, as a show and as a concept, it's, it's continuously growing. Where did it come from? Where was the, where the original concept of Beer O'Clock and, and the podcast? Or what, did it previously exist before a podcast? Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I think it came from a number of places, actually. I think, I th- I think I've, I've always had an interest in beer, as, as I think most people probably 
have at some stage in various forms. And, and I used to get together with um, a friend from up north. Uh, we'd get together occasionally and he would bring northern beers and I'd bring southern beers and we'd just drink and we'd, we'd, we'd talk about the beers. And it never really went any further than that. We, it was, that was just social drinking. And then uh, about three years ago, I, I was stood in, a, stood in a queue for a Foo Fighters gig. Good, good place um, to be. Yeah, yeah bear, bear with me on this one. <laughs> there is some relevance, and I, I try, as, as I do, because I'm a fairly chatty person. I was there on my my own. My friend wasn't there yet, and and I tried to start engaging the guy in front of me in some conversation. And so it wasn't any queue. We're talking about queue for the bar, right? No, no we were queuing to, to get into to the get into right, okay. into the into the gig. So this is an important part of the anecdote. To work yeah. out where the queue was. But it, it, it was outside the venue. Right. Okay. Um, early in the afternoon, because it was uh, it was one of these. Um, iTunes festivals oh, where it was okay. kind of giveaway tickets. So it was yeah, it was at the Roundhouse. Fantastic. Foo Fighters at the Roundhouse. Three thousand people. Stunning. Best gig of ever. I watched, on, I watched on the TV. Yeah, as I was in the front row. Actually, got to touch Dave's sweaty hair. Really? Yeah. Wow. That, Which hand? This one. I have washed it for an audio podcast. That's your right that, hand. That's my right hand. Yes, it doesn't work. I still don't get that. Even <laughs> even now, <laughs> visual stuff doesn't work on podcasts. Um, so you're in the queue. So we're in the queue, and I'm I'm trying to engage the guy in front of me in conversation. He's having none of it. He's having absolutely none of it. Um, his his wife comes back, starts chatting to him, and then she starts talking to me. Okay. Um, it, it then transpires that, that apparently um, he had said to. Her, some fucking random nutter trying to talk to me in the queue don't talk to him and then she started chatting to me and she was, he was like what are you doing <laughs> um, so, so so then um, basically to cut a very long story short the guy that I was trying to talk to was Mark who, who I co-hosts podcast oh, with, wow. with. Um, we then became friends as a result of the gig uh, did a few festivals and then out of nowhere randomly started saying to me would you like to do a podcast and I was like no I, 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 I a little bit concerned about how I might come across that sort of thing. So he pitched a few ideas to me, to which I said no to all of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then he eventually said, he said, well, I'm always seeing you on Twitter drinking all these different exotic beers and I really like the sounds of what you're doing. Let's do a podcast about beer. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm willing to give that a, a go. I'm willing to give that a try. So I think in, in all honesty, that the pair of us probably didn't think we'd ever do more than 10 episodes of, of, of the Beer O'Clock Show. Um, the first episode that we did came out the week of the London Olympics opening ceremony. And if, if you listen back to that first episode, it's around 25 minutes of us rambling on for about 24 minutes talking about the opening ceremony and for a minute actually talking about the beer because we didn't really know what we were doing. Um, and we've just kind of, we've just grown from there. So we've, we, we, we kind of started off drinking what, what you'd consider your supermarket staples, so beers that you can find on any supermarket shelf. And, and gradually we've started um, crossing into the, the more kind of exotic and sort of craft beer territory where uh, beers are more exclusive. You can't buy them from the supermarket. You have to buy them from online retail, retailers or specialist beer shops, that sort of thing. So, and as as our tastes have grown and our palates have grown, we've we've found that the number of followers on Twitter has grown, the the, the number of listeners of the show has grown, and the, the time that we we put into preparing each show has, has just grown as well. So, 
2,333. It's not a bad listener or follower count. No, pretty pleased with that. Oh, Jesus. Uh, uh, <laughs> just, just a few more, yeah. Don't quote me on that. We might have had loads. It's, it's just not documented anyway. No, no. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll just... Twitter wasn't around in those days, was <laughs> it? just it? wasn't. He could have had Sainsbury's. Yeah, he could have done. What a dick. What was he thinking? Yeah. <laughs> But that's. Did, have you, did you find that that was that very quickly picked up uh, as the episodes were going out? Because you, you, we spoke earlier. You mentioned about seasons. So you put out how many episodes per season on average? We, we series? do. Is it season for a reason? That's a rhyme. Um, or is it seri- why season not series? I, I, that's I, just for me. It was it was season because that's what Mark started calling it. Mark's originally from Australia, so I'm oh, guessing they're they're seasons yeah. more than series. So so um so how many episodes per season? Uh, between twelve and fourteen. The, the dependent. Fourteen. Fourteen. <laughs> Twelve. <laughs> Sorry. So how many episodes per season? It, 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 it varies. Um, we, we generally go uh, September to December. Okay. Um, we take a month off in, in January just to... Because I've always done this thing of I, I go dry in January so I don't okay. drink any beer. Um, last year I did it for cancer research and the whole dry off thing raised a little bit of money. Um, so, so I like to take a month off the beer and then we'll go from Feb till June or July and we'll take the summer off. So g- generally that, that kind of spring, summer season is, is, is longer and, and the, the, the winter season is, is a bit shorter. Does that have an impact on the types of things you're covering? Does that mean a seasonality within, within the podcast? Um, sometimes because, uh, I mean, obviously d- during the summer when, when it's supposedly warm um, it, it's nice to drink the, the, the more refreshing beers that, that, that are going to give you more of a, uh, a crisp finish that sort of thing and, and in the winter you're looking for more of the warming beers more of your porters your stouts that sort of thing um, but we're, we're pretty much open to drinking whatever brewers sent us <laughs> that's an interesting point so was, I mean how, how quickly did that grow that you actually you're now receiving because you know I, I need to crack on with this I need, to, I need some free stuff I'm not getting anything out of this podcasting thing I'm not benefiting all I'm doing is creating a massive problem for later on in life and probably uh, you know people that listen I won't be recruited by in the future um, as, a, as a result of my horrific comedy um, but for you guys you know how quickly did it, it transpire that one, you're growing an audience, but two, actually, you're getting organisations or businesses or brewers, or, you know, the small, some of the large ones perhaps, sending them your products to, to talk about. Um, I, I think we, we started to get a whiff of it in the very first season okay. that, that, that we did because we, we started reaching out to, to breweries and saying, we're doing a podcast, do you want to send us some beer? Um, we very rapidly got a lot of no's. Okay. Um, but we, we saw as... Again, as we began to grow and we were getting more followers and we were able to begin to demonstrate the number of listeners, you go to a brewery with that sort of information and all of a sudden they start seeing, well, actually that's free marketing for for us and free advertising for us. So I'd I'd say probably midway through season two, towards the end of season two, into the beginning of season three, we started to get um, more breweries being willing to send us stuff. Um, and then that's now kind of grown to a point where 
we get the odd brewery approach us and say, can we send you our beer? Um, which is the point that we wanted to get to. Now, we're, we're very clear to a brewery that just because they've given us free beer doesn't mean they're going to get a good review. They're not buying a good review from us. What, what we say is we'll be honest with, with, our, with our review. We'll, we'll tell people exactly what we're tasting and exactly what we think of it, but it's not a guaranteed good review. So, How's that um, gone down with the difference of... I, th- I think it's what they expect. Good. It, it's it's absolutely what they expect from from the community because the community that we're in, you know, there are there are thousands of people that blog about beer. There are, th- are thousands of video reviewers. It's not so many podcasters, but um, it's a big it's a big community. Yeah. And y- y- you know these these breweries that they have a budget for, for sending out the, the free stuff and I've especially found more recently because this this season we've been doing a, a breweries of London series where. I've actually been going out and interviewing the brewers um, because I think at the last count there's about 70 breweries in London now. Um, I've visited about 12 of them, um, but as part of that, they were quite willing to, to give me beer while I was there to take away to review on the show. And when, when we first approached them, we approached them. First line of the email was, "This is not a request for free beer." Explained to them what we wanted to do. And then just left it to a point of if you want to give us something, give us it. If not, yeah. while I'm at the brewery, I'm quite happy to buy that from you. So, um, of the recent you know, back end of this current series, um, where do we sit at the moment? Oh my God, we're slap bang, technically in the middle of summer. Yep. Um, so we're about, about midway through this the current series. We've we've got about. I think we've got about four episodes left okay. to record of, of, of this this series. We we go into we go into the middle of August and and then we'll take a break and then we're doing a we're doing some special. Yes, well, I was going to talk about the live show. Oh, Which and and the live show. So yeah, there's there's two things that we're planning uh, over the summer. One one is a uh, collaboration because in in the beer world it's all about collaboration. So breweries are always collaborating with one another. They're putting out joint beers, that sort of thing. Um, we're actually doing a collaboration podcast in okay. in the middle of the summer with uh, 11 p.m. somewhere. Yes. which is a, an Irish podcast uh, that, that, that reviews craft beer um, and we're, we're hoping to do something with, with Ian who presents that where he's going to come on our show and we're all going to review Irish beers and then I'm going to send him a load of beers from London and we're going to go on his show and then we're all going to review London beers. How did you come across those guys? Was it just again part of the community? Just just one day saw him pop up on, on Twitter, thought oh I'm not following this guy, started following him, realised it was another podcast, started downloading his stuff, um, listening to it and, and, and as you do with podcasts just started getting involved in, in the stuff that he was doing, so, so commenting on the posts that he was putting out and making comments and feeding back on the, the stuff that's within his podcasts. So that one's at 11 literally? Yeah. 1pm 1, 1 somewhere? Yeah. Um, what's your preference, 6pm 6, 6 or 11pm? It's a bit uh, controversial. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, well, well I think Ian's, Ian's preference on, on his show is, is uh, if, if you listen to his show it's all about kicking out time, ah, so right. uh, whereas we're all about kicking yeah. off time. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely advantages to both. I think so, yeah. I think I, I hear towards the start of the, of the gig, <laughs> proverbial queue to get yeah. into the roundhouse, um, as opposed to being kicked out afterwards, and you've had a bloody good time. But yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm steer more towards the 6 p.m. Um, so, the live show, where did that, where did that concept come from? So, again, you've been speaking about it in the last, I think it was the last episode, it's last, it was, if it wasn't the last one, it was the last couple. Um, you know, Almost sounds a bit you know, like it's something really exciting to get involved in. You're, you're not quite sure what's going to happen. Yeah. Are you, are you getting further prepared? What's it? What's 
What's it's, coming? It's something that we've we've been playing around with the idea of it for a while now. now we've always been playing around with this idea of calling it the, the lock-in. Okay. So, so, so the idea is, is, and I think the original idea was uh, one Saturday night we'd go online and we'd pretty much just get pissed and people could just watch us get pissed. So to which we very rapidly realised that there's probably not a great audience <laughs> out there for that, to, to watch two blokes sitting on YouTube drinking their way into oblivion. Um, so, so we played around with the concept a little bit and we, we've now got this idea of, 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 of doing this event called The Lock-In. On, on, and it's going to be on Saturday the 6th of September uh, at, at 9 o'clock. Uh, you'll be able to watch it on YouTube. Um, it'll be Mark and I and then a selected audience of other beer bloggers and home brewers, beer fans, that sort of thing. So Google Hangouts only allows you 10 places, I think, on this sort of thing. So we've had to kind of select the audience pretty carefully. Um, but we've got, we've got people from London. We've got a few people from the north of England coming in. Uh, Ian's coming on from Ireland and we've also got a guy coming on from the States as well Excellent. so we've got, we've got quite a, a range of people but the whole thing's being supported by Thornbridge Brewery who are giving us a box of beer that everybody around the virtual table will review as part of the evening but essentially the idea is, is we'll start at 9 o'clock we'll just start off drinking and chatting um, we've got a few questions that we might throw in just to keep the conversation going then we'll get on and we'll do the group review of, of the beer. Um, at that point, anybody that started with us is, is free to kind of drop off. Um, we're also currently compiling a waiting list of people that might then just want to jump on and just drink with us. And, and, and that's the idea. So we'll, we'll probably just go for a couple of hours just drinking beer and just chatting shit, probably. Do you think you'll put it out as a sort of a compilation podcast? Um, no, we've, we've said... So you're going to keep it quite specific, just that YouTube yeah. one-off stream? Yeah, we've, we've said to um, the, the people that are coming on, because a few of them are a bit unsure about either appearing on video or being recorded for a podcast. We've said to them, we're not going to record it, we're, we're just going to put it out. Um, if anything, we might record it and put it on our YouTube channel yeah. so that people can watch it back. But no, it's just something that we're just going to try and see, see, see if it works and people will be able to get involved. Via Twitter, they can that they can tweet us at Beer O'Clock Show using the hashtag yeah, Locking. I was going to say hashtag. They had to have a hashtag. Oh, it's always got a hashtag. Yeah. Hashtag Locking. Yeah. That's so. Um, yeah, that's it. Should be good fun actually. Um, we're looking forward to it. Certainly, the guys that are around the table are excited about yeah. it as, as well. You mentioned America, which again we spoke before. It's uh, it's an incredible market, regardless. It's the sheer volume. The product out there and the variety um, is that somewhere you'd consider you know the international appeal of podcasting do you do a lot of uh, do, you, do you review for the American audience as well as the UK I mean how do you take that approach to your audience because it's picking up in America yeah it's it, I think it, it's probably fair to say that the craft beer scene in America is probably about five years ahead of where we are in, in, in Britain now so that they're They've already embraced it, and, and they're already sort of like blogging and podcasting and, and, and bits around it. Um, it's it's quite difficult to cater for an American audience because okay. I, I I'm not sure the American audience wants Brits reviewing American beers. Uh, I think they quite like the idea of us reviewing British beers that, okay. that, that maybe they can't get or, or maybe are more sought after in America. The, the, the problem with re reviewing American beers because we we did a whole season that was devoted to, to, to US beers. Um, the, the problem with doing them is, is, is the Americans tend to pack their beers full of hops. 
Okay. So to really amplify the flavour. And those beers are best drunk fresh. Now, even with the best will in the world, it's going to take a week to two weeks to get those beers to this country. In, in most instances, by the time they've arrived and they've gone onto a warehouse shelf or a shop and they've been bought online and got to you, they might be two or three months old, by which time all their flavour's gone. So what you end up essentially reviewing is an American beer that tastes like anything you could buy in a British supermarket. So it's, it's very difficult to kind of, I suppose, crack that American audience. Uh, I think I mentioned earlier, we've got, we know about a fifth of our listeners come from the States, so we're obviously doing something that, 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 that appeals to them. Um, we, we get one guy regularly interacting with us. Um, telling us how much he loves what we're doing, which is which is fantastic. It's good to have a fan. It's, it's just one, just the one, it's good. just just the one Send American him a fan. Send him a yeah, photo. Yeah. Yeah, I that won't go badly at all. No, no. apparently. No, no. <laughs> Topless pictures of, of, of us drinking beer. <laughs> apparently, what he wants. I hear I that's a, all the rage. It's these all the rage days. in Europe. Yeah. Um, I was going to come on to Europe. Because, you know, um, before we discuss about sort of the UK sort of market, etc. How does how's the podcast going out there? You're getting interest from, you know, across, especially Western Europe as well. I, um, I don't think we're getting a, a massive amount. Um, it's probably fair to say that I don't. Podcast isn't just me. Yeah. It's uh, me and Mark, who, who's on Twitter at Roku, which is R O K K U. Um, kill me if I didn't give him a mention on, on t- during this interview. Um, but he does all the technical side of things, so he, he tells me where our listeners are, okay. and he's never mentioned Europe. Really? Yeah. Would you would you say that the culture of certain countries? Uh, I think I think it's different. I think obviously in in, in Germany there's a very strong beer culture um, that, that that dates back many years. Um, we're we're just not doing those sorts of beers on on the on the show at, at the moment. So I, I don't think we've started really looking at the the European market in in terms next next season. That, that we're planning the run from September to December. We're doing a feature on Italian beers, okay. so so that might see us reach out into the Italian market yeah. a, a little bit. Um, but you know, we're getting no major stats from from Europe at the moment. So what was the the the, the catalyst, the first beer experience? My beer, first beer hunt, yeah, yeah. My first, my, what, my very first beer Absolutely. experience. Absolutely. Let's, let's, let's go back. How far back do you want to go? To the first beer experience. Well, I think my, like most youngsters growing up in London at the age of 15 or 16, it was probably a combination of Foster's and Thunderbird. Um, Chaser. Yeah, um, probably mixed together in a glass, <laughs> which, which probably wasn't my oh, greatest. glasses. We didn't have glasses. <laughs> Actually, no, I don't think there were glasses. Um, so, so, yeah, that was probably the first actual, which was then rapidly followed up with a terrible experience on Strongbow one, one evening. That's textbook. Which, which I've never gone back to <laughs> since then. I can't even go near the stuff now without feeling sick because of the smell. Um, I think the first real beer experience um, was probably a few years back I went to the Great British Beer Festival, okay. which is a massive event held at Olympia every year. Yeah. Um, hundreds of beers on offer. Uh, basically five days of people just getting pissed up in, in Olympia. Um, what could so, possibly go wrong? Yeah, yeah what, what could possibly go wrong? Um, so yeah, I, I went there and I, I just, just tried loads of beers because at, 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 at sort of beer festivals you can you can buy the beers in thirds and it costs just over a pound yeah. for a third of a beer. So you actually end up getting through quite a lot of beer and, and in, in most instances getting very rapidly drunk as well. 
in, in that time. But yeah, I think my first experience was there on, on, on a beer that was put out by Adnams, who are a fairly localish beer uh, company, beer company, brewery, <laughs> that they're also known as. <laughs> Um, the beer guys. Yeah, yes, those guys. Those guys that run the that, that big that warehouse. Thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Adnams Brewery, who are based up in Southwold, so okay. they're fairly localish to me. Um, had one of their beers, a ghost chip, and, and that was a real kind of um, gateway moment for me in terms of, of, of realising that there was more to um, alcohol than fizzy yellow stuff that, that, that you buy that you can get in any pub. Um, so, so that was probably my awakening and, and then that was rapidly followed up at the same event but I found myself in a queue for a limited edition beer it's all queuing isn't it it's, it's always queuing, queuing. Always, so everything especially the limited edition beers that, that, you know they go on sale at a certain time there's only so many measures of it you've got to be in the queue so I found myself in the queue for this beer which was um, it was a Fuller's special okay. that, that had been aged in some sort of whiskey barrels or, or something about this. So again, local, pretty local to where we are. At this Abs- absolutely, yeah, yeah, biggest, biggest brewery in, in London. Um, and I was like, well, why not? I've, I've never had anything like this before. Let's give it a go. And, and I tasted this stuff, and it was just amazing. It just literally blew me away. So I went back again, and then I went back a third time as, as well. Um, the queue was fairly short at, at that time, <laughs> so I was managing to get in. It wasn't until the third time that I actually noticed on the pump clip it was about 9%. Okay. And, and then suddenly realised why I couldn't film my feet, sort, sort of thing. So it, that, that was probably where um, the, the whole beer journey started for me, was, was, was back at, at the Great British Beer Festival. So what would you, how do you define a good, good beer? And is good a, a good enough term for a good beer? Because, you know, there's got to be the spectrum of beer, infinite spectrum. From, yeah. your, from your first experience, that whole Foster stuff, to, to your top one. What's, what's the, the absolute must-have of a good, good beer? Well, there's, there's two ways to look at it. There's, there's, there's an often used phrase in, in, in the beer community that, um, that, that the best beer that, that you could drink is the one that's in your hand right now. That's, that's the best beer in the world because it's there and you're drinking it. Um, for me, a good beer is a beer that you want to go back to time and time again. It's a beer that you're happy to drink at any time of the year. That, that you'll dip into in the coldest days of winter and the warmest days of summer. Um, just, just one of those that, that just keeps you coming back for more. How many of those do you have? <laughs> Is there a, do you have that select couple? I've probably got about five of those that, that are, are my absolute go-to beers. So you're happy place? Yes, happy place. My, my very happy place, yes. It's good to hear. Um, would you like to name it? Okay, I'm not going to put the, the, no, the, the, the music I'm, in, but... Uh, I'll, I'll quite happily... Uh, yeah, number five. You've really put me on the spot now, trying to remember the five. Um, I'm, I'm going to well, go... Let's go top three. Let's go top three. Okay, um, that's, that's much easier. I can do top three. Um, number one, and, and if there's anybody listening to this that listens to our podcast... Um, Thanks. <laughs> Well, there will be because we're going to promote the hell out of it, basically. So those people that are listening to this, that listen to, to our podcast, will know what I'm going to say now. It's, it's a beer called Cannonball. Um, it's produced by Magic Rock Brew Co., who are up in Huddersfield. Um, it's 7.4%. It's, it's, an, it's a, an American IPA, um, and it's absolutely stunning. It's, it's, it's the beer that I will always buy over any other beer on, on the bar. Um, second to that, only just second to that is by Thornbridge, and that's a beer called Halcyon, which is a, an Imperial IPA. Um, again, comes in at 7.4%, so it's a, it's a, it's a big beer. Um, but it's, it, it's a beer that 
needs to absolutely be drunk as fresh as possible. Okay. So um, they, they don't produce it that regularly. It's not one of their regular beers. Um, but when they do produce it, when they put it into bottles, it's one of those things that you have to buy a case from yeah. the, the brewery and drink them within about two weeks. Um, and then the final one, and, and there's, a, there's a bit of a theme here because all, all three of these breweries are from the same area of the country. So Magic Rock from Huddersfield, Thornbridge are from, Buxt, uh, from Bakewell, and then the third one is Buxton Brewery, and, and that's a beer called Axe Edge, which is, which is again, it's an IPA, but it's an absolute, absolute stunning beer. It's, it's a beer that I'll just go to time and time again. So on the map of the UK, that's a, that's a big question. Where's, where's the best beer produced? Are, we, are you pitching northeast? That's a big one. That's no, a burning question. No, no comment. Um, <laughs> we, we've got listeners from all over the country. Um, Fair enough. I mean, you've mentioned three from a particular part of the country. Obviously, there are, there are you know, there, there so are. Well, there are. There's fantastic competition, and actually, one of the best things I imagine about the UK market is diversity. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, there there are 70 breweries in London at the moment. Some of them are doing amazing stuff. Uh, absolutely amazing stuff. There's. Uh, and I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm just going to name a few. So you've got you've got Beaver Town, who who are making some absolutely stunning beers at the moment. They've just moved into a new facility in Tottenham Howe. They're they're one of the first breweries in the country that are now putting beers into cans. Um, the future is all about cans. So it's all about getting your beer as fresh as possible in, in cans, and they're really championing that at, at the moment. You've then got Weird Beard, who are based in West London, who are doing some amazing stuff with beer as as, as well. And these these are all guys that were featured on the show in, in the past. And then you've got the, uh, the the five breweries that live along the Bermondsey Beer Mile as as well. So you've got you've, you've got five breweries based in railway arches um, in, in this mile stretch along Bermondsey where um, one of them, the Colonel, is, is very much renowned as being kind of the beer mecca. Um, you, you make your pilgrimage there on a Saturday okay. and you enjoy their, beer, their, their beers from their railway arch and that's pretty much as good as you're going to get it. So there, there are great breweries all over the country. Um, I, I think it's, it's between London and, and that kind of Derbyshire, Dow's kind of Sheffield area where some of the best beers are coming from but as I say you've got great beers coming out of Scotland and, and all other places as well. I was going to say yeah are there, are there places or what's, what's on your list what's the must do's of the, uh, the brewery around the UK I guess? Um, how, many, how many are left? Other than the ones that we've mentioned and, and it's, it's interesting because the likes of Magic Rock I'm again I've gone on record a number of times I'm a massive Magic Rock fanboy um, I think there's only one beer they've ever made that I didn't enjoy. Um, and that's not just because I want to like their beers, it's because they're producing consistently good beers. But the, the problem is, is that they're, they're a very small brewery, so that they can only produce such a volume of beer and they're, they're looking to move. And so it, a lot of it becomes about availability of beers as, as well, and which breweries can make their beers most widely available to the market. So, yeah, I mean, other than the ones on, on that, that I've already mentioned, there are that there are some beer, there are some breweries in the West Country that, that we've not yet explored on on the show that, that are doing some some great stuff. So there's Arbor Owls and there's there's Wild Beer that, that are doing some stuff over that way. There are some great traditional breweries in, in East Anglia that, that we want to cover, and and then literally you could probably name any place in the UK and there's there's a brewery there. It's it, it's like that at the moment. Do you think as it's still growing as a market? Is yeah. It, I mean, is, is actually is it more recently that's becoming a boom again? I think the last 
18 months to two years, it's, it's really started to explode again in, in terms of the number of breweries. And, and that's going right from, you know, there are, there, there are people that are home brewing now, that are, are brewing beers in their kitchen that I would quite happily pay very, very good money for. And, and we've featured a number of those on, on the podcast before. Um, so you get, you're going right from that level to your, your, your macro breweries, which are literally one step up from a home brew where they're doing it in their shed. And, and then you've got your micros going, and then going right up to your likes of your Fullers and your Adnams, who are the big breweries, but that are consistently producing quality beer. Um, so we've covered favorite beer, uh, favorite bear. Favorite bear, um, sorry. Brilliant, why? Uh, because just childhood memories, childhood memories of Sooty. Yeah. I, I was taking to see Sooty when I was a very young child, and remember having a great time. Cracking time. Yeah, it's good. Um, favorite beard. Favorite beard. It's a difficult one. There's a question. There are a lot of beards in, in There's breweries. There's a lot of beards. Uh, Aye, well, that's an interesting that, that, one, isn't it? Is the industry is it beard ridden? It is beard ridden. There, there are some incredible beards. What's the? Who's, who's, Who's had the best beer that you've met in the beer industry, the beer, beer community? It'd be either, it'd be one of the guys that jointly owns Weird Beard, obviously <laughs> okay. because of the name of, of their brewery. Textbook? Um, he, he's got an incredible beard, uh, plats, all sorts. Wow, it's, it's, it's all kicking off. Proper, proper beardy. Um, <laughs> but, oh, wow, favourite beard. Um, I think I might just go for an easy, yeah. easy yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah. ZZ Top. ZZ Top. Every top time. Beard. That, 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 and there's two of them as right. well. So double beard action. Double beard. Double <laughs> beard each. Yeah. Maximum beard each. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Um, you mentioned cans. Is beer actually better? What, you say as fresh as possible. Golden, fresh as possible. So Some beer, beers. Some. Fresh as possible. So yeah. No. That's interesting. Um, I was going to say, is it better in a can? Is it better straight from tap? Um, How dependent is it on the, the, the actual beer itself? It, it depends on the style of beer. So if, if you're talking about Palau or an IPA, they're the beers that you want to drink as fresh as possible. So if, if, they're, if they're available in a can, um, the, the phrase that's being thrown at the moment is they're like nano kegs. So, so they're this tiny little thing of amazingly fresh beer that you open it and you've got that fizz and it's, it's just like drinking it directly from the brewery as, as it's produced. So, um, but then there are some beers like, you know, some porters, some stouts, some barley wines that need to be aged and just need to be, uh, I think the phrase, laid down like a fine wine. Really? Yeah, um, which, you, which was something that I couldn't get my head around when I first started getting into beer. I was like, what, you mean I don't drink it straight away? <laughs> I don't just open it and neck it. No, keep it. For how long? Until it's ready. How will I know when it's ready? Doesn't doesn't tell me. We need systems. Yeah. So no, it very much depends on on, on the style of beer and and how it's being offered offered to you. So you know you've, you've got bottles, you've got cans, you've got kegs, you've got casks, and they will bring something different to to, to the beer style. Yeah. Um, what's the best temperature? Not not necessarily the outside temperature, but the best temperature for beer. Again, it depends on really? on, on the style of beer. Yeah. yeah. Um, you, you know your traditional English bitters, your stouts, porters, room temperature. So, so that you're getting the, the, the flavour. Um, in fact, a lot of people would say room temperature for everything because that's where you're going to get your maximum flavour. But there are some beers that you just can't beat when they're chilled. If it's in a can, it needs to be chilled. Yeah. A, a golden rule, yeah. Can beer chilled. Yeah. Done. Fantastic. Um, obviously, you mentioned Birmingham. Um, and there's a number of, yeah, actually, right across the river, down the river, there's a number of fantastic London pubs. Yeah. Have you got. 
Yeah, we'll give you to the top three to actually, or at least a couple of favourites. A couple of favourite pubs? Yeah, especially, I mean, maybe not even London-centric, but, but you guys throughout the, throughout the podcast and, you know, those that you've just been to, you thought they're doing the right thing there. And again, the pub industry in the UK has yeah. been on the decline, so you know, there's obviously an interest within the community to keep uh, pubs going. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's where it came from years and years and years ago, from the origins, but there's got to be a few crackers out there you can recommend. There, there are some there, there are some amazing bars bars out there. There are um, there's a chain of chain of bars called the Craft Beer Company that, that have got about five or six outlets in, in London now. Which in, in terms of if, if people are looking to get into a great range of beer, they're, they're kind of your gateway pubs, so that's you, you can go there. The bar staff are incredibly knowledgeable, they'll 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 give you tasters of the beer, they'll work with you to find out what you like. Um, and as I say, there's, there's about five of them, five or six of them in, in London now. Um, other than that, for your real hardcore beer aficionados, it's, it's your brew dog chain. So there, there are currently three of those in London. There's a new one opening up soon, soon in Clapham. They've got branches in Leeds, Manchester, Newcastle, and all the big cities. And, and they're just growing and growing and they're expanding. And they've now got box shop and, and, and all sorts. And, and that's where you're going to find your kind of proper craft wanker beers that's that's kind of the collective noun that that we use for ourselves obviously stolen from in between us and the whole briefcase wanker thing but yeah um the the craft wankers will be hanging out in a brew dog bar i was going to say brew dogs you know it's you talk about it it seems that you do you do the news on a week-to-week basis (laughs) yeah it would appear brew dog appears quite frequently they're, they've always they're always doing something to to promote themselves. There's a there's a fine line with Brewdog between those who think they're simply a marketing company that happens to brew beer, and there are those that think they're a brewery that have really got a really good marketing agency behind them. Um, I, I think if you, you you can you can love or hate their marketing because most of the time it's it's all over the top. Um, but you can't argue with the fact that they do turn out consistently good beers, um, and you, you know they've certainly got the model right in terms of their their most recent bar that opened up in Shepherd's Bush. They've they've got forty taps in, in there now. It's a proper bar. It's a proper bar, and there's 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 always an amazing selection on in in there as well. And the staff in there again are just really friendly and knowledgeable, and and, and they'll help people if people don't know what. I walk in somewhere and they see 40 taps. I remember the first time I walked in, I was like, shit, I don't know what I'm... Where's, where's the Fosters? You, you know, where's, where's the Carlin? Where's the stuff I'm used to seeing? You're not going to see that sort of stuff in Brewdog, but the staff will work with you to identify the sort of beers that you like to drink. It's a tough job. Yeah, but they're all, they're, they're all trained to, to do that. You know, they, they go through training, Brewdog put all their staff through training to be able to, to, to share that sort of knowledge with the punters that are coming in through the door. Uh, the ultimate snack for beers, it would be... I'm going to limit this to two. Oh, okay, yeah, that's good because I can only give two. It's either a pork pie or it's pig, uh, pig fat, pork scratchings. Scratchings, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scratchings really yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, just a handful of pig and, fat, please. And, and, and the, the crispier and the hairier, the better. <laughs> what a funny ass. Yeah. <laughs> just give, me, give, me, give me pig butt. Fried pig butt, Which yeah. version of pie? Uh, pie isn't just pie. Yeah, I'm not doing, I mean, I've not come across a pie podcast yet, or a pie cast, uh, okay, well, it's, dick around it's, it's either the traditional pork pie, Ooh, or, or... I wasn't expecting that, I was, or, I was thinking... Oh no, traditional pork pie and beer, yeah? perfect combination. Yeah. Um, although recently there have been some uh, 
following the, the trend that seems to be you can put pulled pork with anything, pulled pork pork pies. Pulled pork pork pie? Yeah, pulled pork pork pie. Pie pulled. Pulled. Yeah, um, they're, they're pretty special as well. So pulled pork pork pie, pork pie. Yeah. Or, or some pig or, or, ass. Or just anything that's basically from a pig. Yeah. Pig and beer. Pig and beer. You can't beat it. It's the future. Yes. Yeah. Go out there, get yourself a pig farm, yeah. get a brewery, and away you go. Site, you're, 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 you're a right. Yeah. Genius. And make sure, always make sure there's bacon for breakfast because it's the ultimate hangover kit. It's the only, it's the only option. Yeah. It's, well, it really is. <laughs> um, best, the ultimate beer to accompany curry. That's a, that's a contentious one, Ooh. I appreciate. Um, awesome. uh, can we go? Can we, should we do it? No, I'm going for number one. No. no Thornbridge Jaipur. Yeah. Yeah. Top, top curry beer. Top curry beer. Every time. Every time. Are they are they exporting it forward into the curry regions? I have no idea. Possibly. It, it's it's certainly one of their uh, most popular beers. Yeah. It's uh, widely available in supermarkets and, and bars. It is. It's oh, that's good. It's yeah. internationally understood that curry and beer belong together. Absolutely. Yeah. What other things other than pork ass and pork pork, pork pies? Yeah. What, what else could be teamed up with a good beer? Um, anything uh, at the moment there's uh, beer and food matching is a big thing okay. now um, so you taste London recently was there a lot of that going on I, I did, you get, did you get along to any of those just food went, things or? just went for the beer you went for the beer yeah right. just straight into the Pilsner or Kale 10 <laughs> straight back out again Job done see you later didn't even, yeah, didn't even bother about any of the food <laughs> Michelle, in, in. Michelle who yeah yeah who are you no <laughs> not interested um, niche joke there for Michelle Virginia yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, there's, I mean, there are lots of events that are put on now that are all about beer and, um, beer and food matching, so, um, and, and there are people out there that make a living on, on, on matching, those, those sorts of things. I'm not, I'm not a massive foodie, so I'm like, well, beer goes with anything. But what is, yeah, what's the, um, what is the phrase? So you're foodie, people like food, what is, what's, you said it's, uh, Craft wankers. Craft wankers. Yeah. That's the phrase. Hashtag craft wanker. Yeah. <laughs> Internationally understood. We, we do uh, affiliate ourselves with that phrase as well. We don't find it offensive in any way, shape, no. or form. Really? No. no. I'm not sure I can get away with that <laughs> if I walk up to someone. I, I don't think you could walk up to them and, and, and call them <laughs> a, a, a craft wanker. We're doing a craft wanker. I, I, I think you can, you can get away with calling people it on Twitter. Okay. Um, wow, it's further away, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you're always... Uh, an arm's length sort of at thing, least, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Um, podcast. So it was obviously live. Where, where else does the future look? Beer o'clock. Uh, at the moment, we're looking to season five, which, as, as, as I mentioned earlier, will run from September to December. Yeah. Uh, a theme of Italian beers running through that one, uh, and will be kind of interspersed with just other, other beers that we're keen to, to review or that we get sent and we're asked to review um, we always leave a couple of open gaps just in case those sorts of things come up um, and then we'll just um, we'll, we'll probably again just start taking stock towards the end of November looking at, at what we're going to do in, in 2015 we've, we've always said that we'll do it for as long as we enjoy it and, and at the moment we're, in, we're enjoying it I don't. I don't think we've peaked yet. I think. I think we've still got a long way ahead of us. Um, I think there's there's still things that we both want to do with the show. We're, we've started introducing interviews with brewers, which. 
people are enjoying. We've uh, done a few other in interviews with, with kind of home brewers and um, people that are in the beer industry. We, we have regular guests on now as, as well reviewing with us and that's just keeping it all fresh for, for us and it's just about, I think when we get to a point where people are like, well, we've heard it all before, then that's maybe a, a time to stop it, but I, I don't see that point coming just yet. Um, where can we find you? Uh, we're on Twitter, at Beer O'Clock Show um, is, is the main place, uh, website beeroclockshow.co.uk and we're also on Instagram, at Beer O'Clock Show now uh, where we encourage people to send us pictures of beer porn um, <laughs> hashtag beer porn hashtag beer porn because it's uh, recently learned by listening to another podcast that apparently on Instagram it's all about the hashtags yes um, that's how you find shit on, on yes. Instagram hashtag shit, yes. hashtag shit yeah not gone there yet <laughs> uh, maybe hashtag weasel, weasel shit in <laughs> coffee beans beer um, but yeah um, on, on Instagram it's uh, hashtag beer porn hashtag beer o'clock or hashtag cheers guys because we've started running this new uh, prize this prize every week on the show where we uh, kind of just mention what we think has been the best picture on, on Instagram of the week using the hashtag cheers guys so uh, yeah th those are our, our three platforms where you, where you can get us on now. and then to download the podcast download the podcast uh, we're on iTunes uh, you can download from there you can subscribe to us on the Stitcher app or you can um, download or listen to directly on the website. Fantastic. That pretty much wraps up, I think. Excellent. How do we finish a, a traditional... How do you finish the Beer O'Clock Show podcast? Um, oh, just by me normally saying it's been the highlight of my week. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So this has been the highlight of my week. Fantastic. It's Wednesday. Yes. So you've got a few days left. Excellent. Best of luck. I'm peaking early. <laughs> <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure. Fantastic. And, and Beer Hunt, at Beer Hunt. At, at Beer Hunt for me. Um, sometimes beer related, sometimes offensive, sometimes random tweets. And for Mark, you can follow him at Roku. Fantastic. R O K K U, as he always has to spell it out, just in case people don't get it. We have the same problem. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, brilliant. No, I appreciate your time. Thank brilliant. You very Thank much. you. It's and been great.